Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. Please be seated, please be seated. Thank you so, so very much. I was watching that video and began to wonder if every church did what's on the screen, we could eradicate the power of poverty globally. But what a privilege it is for life to be, life church to be uh, the leader in leading such a charge to actually change lives, not only inside these four walls, but outside the walls as well. Thank you, Pastor Luke and Pastor Melissa, for your leadership, for how God has anointed you for such a time as this. And we thank God for you. Will you join me in thanking God for the pastors of this great church and the founding pastors of this church, uh, Pastor Paul, Pastor Marie. Mm. What visionaries they have been, huh? I remember coming into this building uh, with a hard hat on. when everything was still being, still being built, and I've spoken here since then, it's, it's just magnificent to see what a visionary church can do in reaching people who are lost and inviting heaven to be populated and hell to be depopulated. And we are just delighted, delighted to be here. Uh, my wife Brenda is here, thank God for her. We have been uh, married for almost 45 years, so it's, a, it's been a good journey, yes, it's a good journey. And, Thank God for uh, her in my life. I want to welcome uh, all the campuses. I want to welcome uh, Melbourne and Adelaide. I've been to both those places. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful places. And thank you for joining us uh, in the service right now. Can we join those? uh, Say thank you to everybody who's joining us. Yes. Sometimes we feel like there's us and them, but it, uh, it is all us. Now, talking about us, some of you looking at me and saying, he looks familiar, looks familiar, looks familiar. Mm. You might have seen me at my dairy. Uh. So yesterday, uh, I wanted to go uh, uh, to uh, the mall just to walk around. I got a taxi, and he was my homie. Going, I got in a taxi coming back. He was my homie. Uh, yeah, and so you might have seen me driving your taxi for you. I don't know. And, and if, I, if, I, if I sound familiar, let me don't tell you who I am. When your computer goes down, <laughs> and so I'm here on behalf of all of my homies just to say, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> So, I, I, if you have any problems, I'll meet you in the lobby of the church and uh, go to settings. <laughs> so, if you were to look at the four Gospels, four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, the four Gospels record 37 miracles that Jesus did altogether. He did more. The Gospel of John tells us that. But the 37 recorded, not counting his birth or his resurrection. Without those, there are 37 
that are recorded in the, in the scriptures, in those four gospels. But can somebody tell me which is the one and only miracle that is recorded in all four gospels? The only miracle recorded in all four gospels. Good. Uh, absolutely, I'm in the, in the right house. You all don't read your Bible, so I'm here to, to, to tell you all, all about it. The only miracle that's recorded in all four Gospels is the feeding of the 5,000. So uh, Jesus has been speaking to them, and now it's evening time, evening time. And he sees about 5,000, the Bible says 5,000 men. You put women and children in that, about 10, 15,000 people. And it's evening time. Jesus now knows they are hungry and he's got to fix them something. They didn't have a cafe, so they got to fix them something. So he comes to one of his disciples. His name is Philip. And he asks this question. an intriguing question. Jesus says to him, where can we get food for all of them? Where? Everyone say where. where. Where can we get food for them? Philip's answer is quite intriguing. Philip says to him, how can we get them food? It'll cost us 200 denarii, which would be about eight months of salary in those days. So Jesus' question is, where can we get food? So that assumes there's food somewhere to bring for them. His answer is, how? Because he's trying to figure out how this is going to happen. I'm here to tell you that your being in this room or in Melbourne or Adelaide or wherever you're at, or you might watch me online later on, God is assuming there's a miracle for you. And why do we keep challenging heaven by asking how? Because when we say how, it brings our human limitations to it. Give you an example. After the service, you say to a friend of yours, where are we going for lunch? And they say to you, how? <laughs> that means they're broke. <laughs> You'll be their sponsor. Mm -hmm. Because a different mindset, isn't it? So Jesus had this conversation with Philip. So Jesus says, go find me some food. So Andrew, the disciple of Jesus, one of the disciples of Jesus, comes to Jesus. It's an intriguing story when you read all four accounts in the same sitting. Because there, there are pieces that emerge that maybe Matthew left out and Mark picked up. So Andrew comes to Jesus and says, hey, we found a kid with... Uh, some fish and chips. <laughs> He's got two fishes and five chips. Now, now, you know it had to be fish. It had to be fish. Because the disciples, also known as the Jesus Mafia, they sniffed it out. <laughs> food, food, food. Had it been a hot dog, they would have never found it. <laughs> and I know preachers preach that the boy gave his lunch. No boy <laughs> who's the only one with any lunch is going to say, here, Jesus. Oh, no. The mafia snatched it from him. <laughs> yeah. When you get to heaven, ask that kid, did you give it or snatch it? He'll tell you it got snatched. 
And they, you know the story then, they bring the five loaves and two fishes to Jesus. He blesses it, multiplies it, breaks it, gives it. And 5,000 uh, men plus women and children are fed by it. At the end of the day, they pick up 12 baskets of takeout, doggy bags, left over. And that's a great story. And you've heard plenty of preaching from that. But that's not what I want to preach about. I want to talk about the context, the story behind the story. So I told you earlier, the Bible tells us this miracle took place in the evening. I want to describe to you what happened starting that morning till the time of the story, which is all about expansion. So in the evening, the expansion takes place, but what led up to that expansion is my task this morning. So the story starts by saying, the morning of this miracle, there's a man by the name of John the Baptist who has been beheaded. He's been killed by the king. So who was John the Baptist? John the Baptist was a cousin of Jesus, six months older than him. Uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and uh, Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist. You, you, you recall they, they met on the road one day and their bellies bumped. And uh, the Bible tells us that when uh, John the Baptist, the baby in the womb, heard the presence of Jesus, that he leaped for joy. So they have this, he's his cousin, he's six months older than him. John the Baptist is the only person who was sent by God to do only one thing, prepare the way of the Lord. So his, 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 his uh, assignment was very simple, preach only one message about Jesus. That's it. John the Baptist is also the man that baptized Jesus. So whoever baptizes you has a special place in your life. Then by the testimony of Jesus, John the Baptist is the greatest man ever to live. So, so Jesus said, of all the people who were born a woman, he's the greatest man. In so saying, he elevated John the Baptist above Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the icons of the Jewish history. This morning, he finds out, found, finds out his cousin, his friend, his baptizer, the one who has been preaching about him has been killed. That's how this day of expansion starts. Later on the day, his disciples have been out preaching, teaching, healing the sick, casting out demons. Miracles are taking place. And now they have come to Jesus, but they're exhausted themselves. They are tired and exhausted. And one of the scriptures tells us that they were so exhausted that, and so time-bound that they didn't even have time to have their own lunch. So they are hungry themselves. Jesus is grief-stricken. He's bereaved. His disciples are hungry and tired. And then the crowd is so big that Jesus pushes off into a boat on the side of the Sea of Galilee and goes across but the crowds chase him down, and when he docks on the other side, they are waiting for him. 
And now it is evening time. Jesus has lost the greatest asset in his life by a tragic death. His disciples are exhausted and hungry. The crowds are relentless in their pursuit. And in the middle of that lack, in the middle of that scarcity, in the middle of that deficit, the question is, how do we feed them? Where the food? My question for us this morning is, what do you do when you don't have it? And yet, somebody needs what you don't have. What do you do when you are discouraged yourself and somebody else asks you to pray with them? What do you do when you're not feeling good yourself and you are sick and somebody else wants a healing touch from you? What do you do when you are challenged in your finances and the pastor puts up a video <laughs> and shakes you down? You know, in a church, a lot of shaking goes on. When you come in, you will shake you in. <laughs> During the sermon, we'll shake you up. During the offering, we'll shake you down. <laughs> After the service, we'll shake you out. Whole lot of shaking going on. So what do you do when you, when you hear a challenge like, if everyone gave $1 a day, we would, or we would exceed our, our goal. What, what do you do when... Does your mind go to Jesus is saying where? And we're saying how? But this is what I've learned in life. It is my response in the middle of my need that positions me for expansion. It is my response in the middle of my need that positions me for expansion. Everyone together. It is my response in the middle of my need that positions me for expansion. Get your hands out there. Let's do some action. Especially you slackers in the back. <laughs> oh, wave back at me. Make wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're awake. Okay, three of you are awake. Very good. <laughs> glad, to, glad to see that. Glad to see that. Okay, everyone together. Get your hands out there. It is my response in the middle of my need that positions me for expansion. One more time. It is my response in the middle of my need that positions me for expansion. Now, without the words, without the words. One, two, three. Three quick lessons. Lesson number one. My greatest expansion is waiting in the middle of my greatest need. My greatest expansion is waiting in the middle of my greatest need. This is the only miracle recorded in all the four Gospels. So you've got to pause and ask yourself what might be the significance of that. I don't know, you don't know, so let me make it up. I think it is the story behind the story. I think it is a way for us to relate to the miracle 
So everybody wants to talk, talk about the expansion that happened in the evening. But I don't know what's happening in your life right now. You might be in that morning time in your life. You might be in that midday time in your life. You might be in that afternoon time in your life. And we have to understand that God is not contingent. His miracles are not contingent on the kind of day we've had because the miracle is still yours to have even in the middle of your need. It is my response. In the middle of my need that positions me for expansion. Hmm. Uh, I remember, I remember it was uh, 1980, Brenda and I were pastoring a small church, a, a country church in, in, uh, in Michigan, average attendance 65, 75 people like that, so that's a small country church, and uh, they were paying me the best that they could, and our baby was born on October 20th, Rachel, our firstborn, and, 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 and Rachel needed to drink uh, soy-based milk, I don't know if you ever bought soy-based milk, uh, it's gold in a can. Uh-huh. And we didn't have any money. We, we, we just didn't have any money. So, so we went down to the, uh, in, in the U.S. we have these offices called social services. I don't know what you call them here, where you can go and apply for food if you can prove that you are poor enough. So we, we went down to the social uh, services office, to the highly efficient government office. where they get paid regardless of the outcome, <laughs> have job security that... And so uh, we went in there, filled out a book on ourselves, got a number, our number was called, so Brenda and I with a little baby in our arms, we go down the hallway, there are doors everywhere, we, we walk into this designated office and there's this lady sitting behind the, in her office, she's sitting behind a computer, she looks at me, I look at her, she looks at me, I look at her. She looks at me, I look at her. And she says to me, how can I help you, Pastor? She's a member of our church. Can you say awkward? <laughs> how are you doing, Pastor? Now, that's not the time for me to say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. <laughs> that would be, that, you know, yeah. That would be kind of misplaced <laughs> statement there. So she did her best trying to get us some money, some help for that. And she said, Pastor, you don't qualify. You make too much money. I said, how much money, too much money do I make? She says, $22 a month. I was 28. If, if, if I knew then what I know now, I would have gone to my church, 65, 75 people. And I said, I have a request. Cut my pay. <laughs> How much? $22? <laughs> At least I'll get free milk, free bread, free cheese, free diapers. But the challenge was not that we didn't have the money or the food for the baby because Brenda and I cut back on, you know, we would eat peanut butter, jelly sandwiches half in the afternoon and so on and so forth. And then many of you in this room have done all that. But that was not the challenge. You got to recognize I'm still a pastor and I still got to preach God's word. So how do I preach? For my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus when my baby doesn't have food. 
How do I echo the words of the psalmist David? He says, I was young, but now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or seed begging for bread. How do I do that? But here I am at Life Church in 2023, yeah. proclaiming to you, it is my response <laughs> in the middle of my need that positions me for expansion. Your greatest expansion will happen in the middle of your greatest need. Number two, your expansion will come one step at a time. Your expansion will come one step at a time. I know we want that break, breakthrough, that big quantum blessing to bam happen, and God is not a genie in a bottle. You get three wishes. So everything happened. It's one step at a time. Step number one, Jesus says to Philip, where's their food? Step number two, disciples find me some food. Step number three, Andrew brings him some food. Step number four, he says, set them down into groups of 50s and 100s and organize them. Step number five is he blesses it. He breaks it. You see that everything happens in steps. Life is pretty simple. Today is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's one step at a time. Your miracle is one step at a time. If you want to get out of debt, if you're in debt and you want to get out of debt, step number one, stop making more debt. People talk about paying off the debt. That's cool. But first, stop the faucet. No more debt. Don't make a debt. And there's no demon of debt. No, no demon made you have the debt. You signed it yourself. <laughs> Unless you want to call yourself that name. If you're looking for a job, get out of your house. Brush your teeth, <laughs> deodorize, comb your hair, go look for a job. God, I'm waiting on God to bring me a job. You're going to die. <laughs> if you're here, a, a single young man looking at that single young lady at the side and you're interested in her, and you'd like to know her better, and want to know her better, better, better. After service is over, ask her out. If she says no, ask her friend. <laughs> we have complicated life. <laughs> My question for you is, what is that one step you can take today toward your expansion? What's that one step? Now, I'm not talking about a strategic five-year plan. I'm just saying one step. I was, I was listening to Pastor Luke, and he started talking about that $1 a day. Is that, that's you're talking $1 a day, right? Maybe for somebody, when you looked at that scale over there, you can't do that, but it's just one step. There's one step. And listen, if you get to 
day number 27 and you can't do it anymore, you got 27 bucks. But you took the first step. It's better than somebody who's going to pray about it. No, just open a jar and put a buck in there every day. One step at a time. Expansion does not come in bundles. This building, I, I've been coming to life long enough to be to, at your other locations. Then this, this didn't just happen. It was a lot of steps to get to this place. Number three, number three, number three. When you're looking for expansion, keep your eyes on Jesus. It's all epitomized in the conversation with Philip. Jesus says where? He says how? Because Jesus, the Bible tells us, the Bible tells us already knew what he was going to do. So it's a where question. Well, when you start thinking about the how, the how is the crowd is too big. The how is we don't have it. The how is we don't know how to organize this. The, the how will mess you up. It depends on where you keep your eyes. I, I got two daughters, Rachel and Debbie. Rachel's 42, Debbie's 40. Uh, they're on their own. They live on their own. Praise the Lord. Uh, <laughs> life is good. I like visitors. So, 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 so when they go out to eat, when they go out to eat by themselves, by themselves, when they go out to eat, you know, okay, if this is a menu, if this is a menu, so all the items are listed over here, right? Chicken tikka masala and everything is, <laughs> it's lunchtime, folks. <laughs> Uh, so, 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 so all, all the items are listed here. And on this side are all the prices, right? All the prices. Items, prices. When they go out by themselves, which column are they looking at? <laughs> but when they're going out with daddy. <laughs> Do I have a witness on that one? Yeah, that'll happen right after the service with most of you. <laughs> it's the same restaurant, it's the same menu, it's the same items, it's the same prices. The only difference is daddy's at the table. I want you to know, daddy is at your table. <laughs> it is my response in the middle of my need. That positions me for expansion. Uh, I guess my kids were six or eight or something like that, and Brenda and I and uh, the kids uh, uh, we were going. We we're driving through Atlanta. That's where we live in Atlanta, USA. And so we're driving through there, and we we're going by this big shopping area, and uh, there was an electronic store there by now, Lishmeers, Lishmeers, and uh, they had a sign, big sign. Uh, Banner saying, going out of business, everything today, 80% off. I'm an Indian. <laughs> I'm in the parking lot. So Brenda and I and the six and eight-year-old little kids, 
we go into the store. It's a huge store, uh, about the size of this building here, huge store. Walk in there, hands in my pocket, come across uh, a counter full of watch straps, uh, leather and metal, etc. watch straps. I didn't need any watch straps, so I kept on walking. Uh, I came across uh, this uh, water purifier. I didn't need that. Uh, came across this uh, camera lens, you know, that big old telescopic lens. I had an Insta Instamatic camera, uh, also known as a phone nowadays. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't need that. Uh, a home security system. Didn't need that. Kept on walking. And now we're in the back of the store. We are really in the back of the store, Brenda, me, and the, and the kids. And a voice came on the intercom. It said this. It said, we'll close the store for good in the next 10 minutes. Everything you can get in your shopping buggy, your shopping trolley, everything you can get in there for $20. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> I'm in the back of the store. I don't have a trolley. <laughs> They're all in the front. So I run <laughs> to the front, push a few old ladies out of the way. <laughs> I had that anointing, right? <laughs> Thinking where are my kids? Who cares about the kids? We'll <laughs> We'll find them sooner or later. Surely no one's going to keep my kid. <laughs> yeah, they're going to give them back. <laughs> and so, get that buggy, that cart, the trolley. Remember the watch straps? I settled the cart in there. Uh, the water purifier, the camera lens. The home security system was still attached to the display. <laughs> In Jesus' name. <laughs> yeah, it's in there. And, and you know, and, and, and you know, I mean, and, and there's not only the trolley here, but you know the bottom of the trolley? <laughs> Think Indian. So, so Brenda and I, she's right here in this room. Brenda and I, I can still picture us. Because it was so loaded, they could not push it like this because things were falling off. So I'm on one side. Brenda's on the other side. I don't know where the kids are. We come out. You didn't scan anything, didn't do anything, no receipts, no refunds, no nothing. We just went like this, 20 bucks, and kept on walking. Put all that stuff, no bags, nothing. Put all that in our uh, car, took it home, got the calculator out. Over $7,000 worth of stuff that we didn't need. In case you are wondering, our kids did find us a few days later. <laughs> well, the parents of Jesus lost him for three days, so. <laughs> but I still remember that experience. 
Life was, I don't need that, I don't need that. But God had expansion on his mind. And I heard a voice. Store is closing in the next 10 minutes for good. Everything you can get in your trolley for $20. I want you to know there's a voice in your soul right now saying to you that your greatest expansion is going to happen. It's my response in the middle of my need that positions us for expansion. I don't know where you are in life right now. Don't know where you're in your marriage. Don't know where you're in your job, in your business, in your finances, in your health. But there's a voice from heaven saying, I got you. I got you. I have this. Don't be satisfied with what you are experiencing right now. I know you've had a hard day. I know John the Baptist is dead. And I know that the disciples are hungry and tired themselves. And I know the crowds are relentless. And I know the need seems to be greater than what you can think you can resource and help. But in the evening time, he's saying, bring me whatever you have. And I will expand what you bring to me. So I'll thank you, I thank you, Lord, I thank you, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for helping us to see that you are more than enough, God. Lord, I thank you that you have a plan for our life. And you're saying to us, where? And help us to stop asking how. Because where means there's a destination. Where means there's an answer. Where means there's a miracle. Where means there's an expansion. So Lord, we stop asking how. And we remind ourselves that it is my response in the middle of my need that positions me for expansion. While every head is bowed, every eye is closed. This is your moment with Jesus. I wonder if you're here in this room, in Melbourne, in Adelaide, later on watching me on demand, online, wherever you might be. It is evening time in your life. You've had challenges in your life. But it is in that, in that crucible of life that God wants to do an expansion work in your life. So if you're going through an evening time in your finances, you're going through a challenging time in your family, in your marriage, in your relationships. You're going through a difficult time in your job, in your business. You're struggling with your walk with the Lord. If you just lift up your hand, I would just want to pray with you. Will you do that? Yeah, I see hands, I see hands. Thank you, 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 thank you. You can put your hands down. Lord, you've seen the hands of my sisters and brothers. Evening time, evening time. Challenges have happened in our life. But you're saying to us, if you respond right, I will bring the expansion in your life. So Lord, I pray for every hand that has gone up. 
that we will experience your expansion. I pray for health and healing. I pray for financial resources. I pray for jobs and businesses. I pray for families to be restored, marriages to be strengthened, spiritual lives to be revived, refreshed, rejuvenated. And we'll thank you for it. Please keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. The greatest expansion opportunity that God gives to us, that heaven provides for us, is when we say yes to the Lord and no to the enemy. When we say, Lord, I want to give you my life. Please save me. I'm sorry, Lord, please forgive me of my sins. Or you may have at one time served the Lord, but you wandered away. And today you just want to come back home and experience the presence of God in your life one more time. If that is you in this room, in your room, wherever you are right now, if you lift up your hand, I won't embarrass you. I'll just pray for you from where I am right now. Can I see your hand? Can I see your hand? Can I see your hand? Hmm. I see a few hands going up. Thank you so much. Yes, yes, I see those hands. I want everyone to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming in this world dying for me so I could live. I give my life. I give my all. You're my king. You're my Lord. From this time on, I will serve you forever and ever. In Jesus' name I pray. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. So before you go, before you go, I just want to make sure you carry this message in your heart. So we're going to do three times. You good? Is the class ready? The slackers in the back, wake up there now. Okay, you're waving back at me? Come on, wave back at me. The last row, the last. Yeah, 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 they're there, they're there, they're there. Okay, here we go. It is my response in the middle of my need that positions me for expansion. It is in the middle of that position before. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you're encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life and we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Adelaide campus. If you'd like to know more about Life, then visit our website at lifeadelaide.org or download the Life Adelaide app and stay connected.